me how do you put up with these two my answer good snacks and video games hey you guys what's going on welcome to episode 407 now of the ron and don show the scuba diving edition and yeah we are live from the les Schwab studios what is up ron and don hey coming up on the ron and don show uh we're going to talk about going to maui uh the reason why i went to maui uh trying to become a certified diver ron is a certified diver my son's a certified diver uh, and our friend Charles, his son, they become a certified diver. Uh, so I want to talk about that, the journey of trying to become a certified diver and a problem that I ran into while we were in Maui, because something happened when I was on my third dive, and I did four dives when I was over there, on my third dive, where I began to run out of air, uh, and we were lost. I was with my guide, and we could not surface and I surfaced on my own, and I found out real quick that uh, my guy did not want me surfacing, and I'll tell you why. First, though, before we get to all that, I just want to read something to you uh, that I put up on my Facebook page that will kind of set and explain the reason why uh, I want to become a certified diver. For a lot of you, uh, and Ron, you've become a certified diver. Would you say it was easy becoming a certified diver? No, for, I wouldn't for say it's easy. And I also want to say that, like, this is merely coincidental. Like, Don and I didn't plan this together. Like, I did mine more on a whim because of uh, a mutual friend that <clears throat> invited me to do it. And so I jumped in there. I, I don't have the same backstory as you did. I was just sort of like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do that. I'll give that a try just because I'm, I'm open-minded to try things like that. So we, we, this was not a Ron and Don, you know, in 2022, we're both going to become certified divers. It's just, it just, the cards broke that way. Yeah. What I, what I don't want people to think though, is that certified diving is actually like a super hard thing to do. Because the, I think for a lot of people, and even though my my experience may have been different, what what would you say your experience was overall? I would say, it, well, part of it is, it, like you talked about it before, if you can't tread water for 10 minutes, it would be super hard. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not a, a decent swimmer, yeah. it would be super hard. If you have a high anxiety or some health issues or you're morbidly obese, it would be super hard. So if you, it, with the caveat, if you're a relatively fit person, you know how how to swim, you have some disposable income because it's not cheap uh, to go to these dive spots, then yes, it's not incredibly difficult, but you're also a guy that has climbed Mount Rainier or ridden a bicycle across America. So you're comparing it to those things. Your average person, I think it's difficult. Yeah. For me, it was more of a mental thing, and I think this will explain. And if you'd like to read this, this is up on my Facebook page. So it says, on New Year's Eve uh, this past year, I was fortunate enough to get to spend uh, the holiday with my mom that I've shared with you, my son, and my dear friends, uh, Joe and Jennifer. We were in Maui. And as everyone slept and the fireworks were beginning to welcome in 2022, it was my son and I, we sat out on the lanai, and we talked about how hard isolation and fear had been because of the two years of COVID. And every year what we do is we decide on a motto for the next year, and ours was this, and we wrote it down. This is what we wrote. We said, quote, we will do hard things. 
We will sometimes fail, but we will learn from failure and we will celebrate and be grateful for the opportunity to try. So this week I have come to Maui alone, and this is just a couple days ago. On that lanai, I told him that I was afraid, which is true. Uh, but I was going to try to become a certified diver just like him. My fear of small places, of being trapped, and of drowning has always been very real for me. In fact, I dream about dying. Uh, and when I dream about dying, it's not going off a cliff like it is for a lot of people. For me, it's being trapped and dying and drowning. So anyway, when I called him tonight, I asked him if he had any advice for me because I called him uh, when I was over in Maui. And he said this, Daddy, when you get scared, it's okay. Everybody gets scared. He said, just if you're on the ocean floor, he said, look up, take a moment, and be in awe of everything that God has created. Breathe. And remember that you have trained for this. This kid is 12. <laughs> so I write, tomorrow morning at 6.15, I plan to jump off a perfectly good boat uh, here with our dive master, Dave, and I will do just that. I may come back to Seattle as a certified paddy diver, or I may come back just the father of a certified paddy diver because my son is certified. Either way, I will learn from it. I will face this fear, and I will look up, and I will be in awe. Family business gets handled tomorrow. Mahalo, everyone. Love and respect. And that's from Don. So I will tell you what happened on the other side of this. Laura Miller is one of the leading commercial real estate brokers around the sound. You see her name everywhere. But when she needed to sell her own home in West Seattle, she turned to Ron and Don. Don came with Ron. He was incredibly well prepared. They were just really impressive. And the things that they outlined that they were, were going to provide their services were, it just made it easy. It was a laydown. As someone who regularly handles multi-million dollar deals, Laura has high standards and expectations, and she says the guys exceeded them. I like to have a fair amount of communication as to what's going on in the market. What are you doing today <laughs> to, um, you know, move the sale forward? And they were collaborative. They came forward with some really great ideas, even little details like, could you water the plant while you're there? They're like, uh, of course. And they would show me them watering the plant. <laughs> In no time, they got a deal done. Laura got even more than she hoped for. And she says she couldn't be more impressed with their service, attention to detail and results. They do have a way of making you feel like they're your only client. <laughs> I can't wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. It did really well. They're awesome. They are just people you want to hang out with. <laughs> and if you're ready to get more for your door and work with some pretty awesome guys as well, it all starts with a Ron and Don sit down at ronanddon.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. It was last summer that my son decided that he wanted to become a certified diver. He was 11, and you can get something called a junior certified paddy diver card, uh, which my son has, which means that he can go out in up to 40 feet of water, but he has to go with somebody that has an open water certification. 
And the open water certification is the is the certification that I was seeking and Ron was seeking that he just got in Costa Rica. Can you explain a little bit of double barrel question what Patty is and also the preparation that you have to do before, for instance, you went to coast you went you went to Costa Rica or I, I went to Maui. Yeah, it's it's basically a two part process. Patty is an association of professional divers instructors around the world. They created this uh, organization that everyone can join and become uh, credentialed with so that you could do these things in different parts of the world. Because clearly if you live in Minnesota, let's say, and you want to do your open water dives, you're probably not going to do them in Minnesota. Like you're going to go somewhere. And so you want, if you start with Patty uh, in Oklahoma, you can then dive with a Patty outfit uh, in Maui. And so if you are in the Patty program and you have your card anywhere in the world that you see the Patty logo, you could hire a dive master there and they will accept your training and know that you've passed the course. Um, and so it's basically two phases. You have about 20 hours of classroom time. Now it's online. So you go through and you watch these videos, take a bunch of quizzes, and you have to pass those courses, uh, pass the exams that they have in different stages. It was much more thorough than I thought. I thought, oh, I'll blow through this in three hours. It was 20 hours of classroom time. Then you have to do uh, pool certification. So you go to a pool, you put the gear on, and you do some skills in the pool. And if you pass all of those tests with a dive master, then you need to go open water and do it in, in the open waters of an ocean or a lake or wherever you're going to do it. And so that's the three parts. So theoretically you could do those in three different locations as long as all three of them are Patty certified. Yeah. So you did yours online. You did a pool down in Auburn, I think down in Burien, down in Burien. And then you went and did, how many dives did, did you do? Four dives in Costa Rica and Drake Bay. Yeah. So for me, I did all my stuff online and then I did my pool certification. And like Ron said, you, you learn all the gear, you put everything on, you go and you really use, you, you sit at the bottom of this 12 foot pool and there's all these things that you have to do. Uh, and a lot of it, you're preparing to run out of air. And what to do if you run out of air and they start drilling you in the 20 hours when you're in the pool, this is what you do when you run out of air. Because think about this. If you're on the bottom of the ocean floor and you have all this gear on and you run out of air, the air does a couple things. Number one, it's the air you breathe. But also there's this thing called a BCD that's like a inner tube and it's almost like an elevator. And there's air in your oxygen tank that not only fills your lungs, but it fills the BCD, and that's how you go up and down. There's these little bladders inside a vest. Yeah, and you're and you're weighted. So let's say you're on the bottom of the ocean floor, and you're out of air. Well, it may mean not only are you out of air to breathe, but if you're 60 feet down, how do you get back to the top if you don't have enough oxygen in your tank to inflate that BCD like an elevator to take you back to the top, okay? So anyway... I did my poor cure uh, with a place called Underwater Sports. It's where my son went. And then he went and got his certification in the cold water in the Puget Sound. That's harder because in the cold water, you have to wear a lot of cold water gear and you have big gloves on and the visibility is horrible and you can't see. So I have much more respect for his certification than mine. And supposedly my certification is a more advanced certification. 
I have much more respect for him for putting all that gear on though and doing the Puget yeah, Sound. I have not dove in the in the sound yet. Yeah, so I I did I did my work here, got in the pool, and then you did all four of your dives off a boat. What we did is I went over and I was with an organization called Maui Dreams. Uh, Dave was my dive master over there. And what we did in this was just a couple of days ago, our first two dives were dives off the shore. So we went and we pulled all our gear on. Dave explained to us what we were going to do once we got in the water. And the deepest that, that we would go on these particular two dives, and I mean, we were out there for seven hours. We were out there for a very long time. These two different dives, we uh, only went to 24 feet. We went to 24 feet, and there's a lot of different things that Dave will, will ask you to do. One of the things that you learn to do is if you're on the bottom of the ocean floor and you run out of air, is you call a buddy over and the buddy has a second regulator, right? Yeah, and so um, on a scuba deer, you have a thing in your mouth that you're breathing from, and there's a second one on your breast, on your chest, in this pocket, a little clip. And so, uh, yeah, when you're, everyone has a buddy, so there's no, you have to be in... in twos so there should not be like a, a spare wheel third person because of this reason if if you and i are dive buddies and we're always supposed to be within six to ten feet of each other while we're diving if you run out of air you come to me you make a specific hand gesture to let me know that you're out of air i will take off my my second regulator i, I put it in the right orientation and i put it in your mouth we would lock arms so that we're staying tethered together well, we're now both breathing off of my tank, and I need to check and see how much air I have in my yeah. tank. So you share air, and this is what you learn online. This is what you learn in the pool. Once you start sharing that air, then you will use the other BCD, uh, the inflator of the dive buddy. And there's a way to inflate your BCD with your mouth, but you have to take your regulator out, and you have to blow air in it manually. When you're 60 feet down... This can create a lot of anxiety for you because you're pulling out your regulator and now with what air you have in your lungs, you're blowing in the BCD and it's like blowing up an inner tube and then you're back to your regulator, back to your BCD, back to your regulator, back to your BCD. And what they teach you to do is keep blowing in that BCD until like an elevator, it takes you all the way to the top. Then you signal that you're okay, and then you both call for the boat, and the boat comes to pick you up. Does that make sense? It does. My training was a little different in that they would not – if you had emergency air, and we're getting technical here, um, you would not – optimally, you wouldn't go from 60 feet to zero in a straight shot because of the bends. There's nitrogen bubbles that come in your blood. And so my dive master told us he would want us to stop – uh, and if you have enough air to do with a your buddy yeah. to do a safety stop, yeah. let that nitrogen dissipate in your air, in your in your um, blood, and then you would rise. But if it is emergency and you have absolutely no air, yes, uh, you would risk getting the bends and just do a straight shot from 60 feet. Yeah, and you may not get the bends if you're at 60 feet, but for a lot of divers, because we're only now certified to go to 60, but then you go out, you get certified to 100, 130. If you did a straight shot to the top and you're at 100 feet or 130 feet, you would get the bends. You, you, would, you would have to go to a chamber. You would have to get oxygen when you went up to the boat. Anyway, that didn't happen. So so we, we do our two... So for, first off, can I yeah. just do a pause here just for one question? Yeah. So we've talked about the you had claustrophobia. You brought that up in the first segment. 
This is the first, and you've been in the pool, but it's different in the ocean. So the first two dives, before we get to dive number three, how was your mental game? Well, I will say that Dave said to me, as soon as we got in the water, he goes, wow, you are nervous, aren't you? That's what he said to me. And I said, well, well, how do you know? He goes, I'm just watching your bubbles. And he said, I can tell from your bubbles that you're, that you're, that you're nervous. Meaning you're heavy breathing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I said, well, you know, I learned in therapy that when I get nervous to breathe deep and he said, you know, you have to be careful about breathing deep when you're on an oxygen tank. Uh, he said, you want to breathe about 70, 30 and you want to slow your breathing down. And I'm like, 70, 30. I did the same thing that you did here. He's like, yeah, you have to be very careful. So, so this whole mindful thing about breathing really deep, it doesn't necessarily not, work. Not when scuba diving. It doesn't work when you're doing scuba because you go through a lot more air if you're doing that. Dave is probably 140, 150 pounds, very small. Uh, my dive buddy, Amy, was from San Francisco, and, and I met her. She had actually failed before in another place, and then she came, and she had a lot of courage. She did great, actually. So she was my di- dive buddy, and Dave was, was our instructor. So I started having to practice when I was nervous, and I was nervous. I had all this gear on. I'm out in the ocean. I'm going under the water 24 feet Can't for the first see time. Anywhere. It's weird. Yeah, and then they're asking you to practice uh, pulling the regulator out of your mouth. Or losing the regulator and you have to find did, it. Did you ever get to the red line where you felt like you were going to panic and that you were no, like... No, no, no. You were going to No, because th- he, he was there. He was a very good instructor. And this is important. He had a slate underneath the water. Whenever he needed to talk to us, he would write something on this slate and we could write him. So that way we didn't have to go to the top. We could just sit there on the, on the ocean floor and we could write each other. So there's all these different things that they want you to do. And a lot of it just revolves around if you run out of air, if you lose your regulator, what do you do if you lose your buddy? All these things. So they drill this into you and you do this. So then the next day, the next day is when we go out on the boat and that's where everything changed. I will tell you about that story on the other side of this. All right, you guys, Ron and Don here with uh, Mention Not Loans, one of the great advertisers here on the Ron and Don podcast. This is unique. We had a couple listeners that reached out to Ron and said, hey, we'd like uh, you guys to sell our home out here in Snoqualmie. And then we have a couple listeners that listened to this podcast that wanted to buy that home. So our buyers and sellers were part of the Ron and Don Nation. And guess what the buyer did who listens to the podcast? They reached out to you in order to get the financing done. So everybody in this transaction was part of the Ron and Don Nation. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? It was really cool. It was great. Yeah, no, um, I had a client reach out to me, and I didn't actually hear at first where where he was calling from. And he said, no, I heard you on the podcast. I'm part of Ron and Don Nation. Let's save some money. And so we worked with him, um, and then it turned out the house that he fell in love with was a Ron and Don listed home, which was just great. That is super cool. It was a very smooth <laughs> close as well. Everybody's extremely happy with that deal. So if you listen to this show, the other real estate agent also in the Ron and Don Nation. So that was pretty cool. Go to Mitch.loans. Mitch will do a Zoom with you. You'll do a phone call, talk about your goals, whether it's purchasing a new house or a second house, a vacation house. He's got you covered. Go to Mitch.loans and ask him, how do I get that one half percent back uh, towards my deal? Mitch.loans. All right. Welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. And and I want to share something here with you. And I I know that Dave is going to listen to this because I'm going to send it to him. And I, and I want to be very fair here to him, but I also want to be fair to myself because something happened 
on dive number three uh, when we went diving off the Molokini Crater. And if you know Hawaii, you know Maui, you've flown over that crater when you flew in on Alaska Hawaiian. You've seen that crater, and you may have been out there on, on a snorkel boat. There's lots of snorkel boats out there. And there's kind of half of a, a volcano that's left. And because of half of this volcano that's left, and I can't go into this sheer volcano and what that means, uh, but there's a lot of cool creatures out there in the reef and in the coral to check out. So we left 6.15 in the morning, and we're going to do two dives, one at the Molokini Crater, and then we are going to head off to another uh, part of the island called Wilson. And Wilson is going to be a a very private dive. But where we're diving at the Molokini Crater, when we get over there, I notice not only are there other dive boats over there and other companies, not just Maui Dreams, but there's also a lot of snorkel boats over there as well. So anyway, Dave brings us together. We have other instructors that are on the boat with us, and it's myself, Amy, and Dave. And so he goes over dive number three, and I have to say, I'm beginning to feel anxious about this because he's like, hey, in order to be certified to 60 feet, we got to go down to 60 feet. He said, everything that we ask you to do in the pool, where we ask you to take all your equipment off and then put it back on, or we pull your mask off and you have to pull it away and put your mask back on and we flood your mask. Clear the mask. It's hard to do that and clear your mask when you have contacts. For people that don't have contacts, you can just look in the water and see when your mask is cleared. When you have contacts, you have to feel it on your face to know when your mask is cleared. Otherwise, your contacts are going to float away. And that gave me a lot of anxiety thinking, I'm going to be down at 60 feet clear my mask. I'm not going to get it cleared. And now my contacts are, are going to float away. So then they take your regulator away. They turn your oxygen off. They do all these different things. And then there's something that you have to do where you have to be able, they, they take all the air out of your BCD, which is what takes you to the top. And you have to orally inflate and be able not only to get to the top, but you have to be able to orally inflate and, and stay neutral and have some type of neutral balance there uh, in the water. So lots of drills here that are going on. And I would have to do these things. Amy would have to do these things. And Dave was tough on us. It's like, hey, if you, if you don't pass these things, I'm not going to certify you. He said, you can go to other places. And with a wink and a nod, they'll look the other way. He goes, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and, I, and I have to say, his, his bedside manner uh, was not always real warm and kind. Which I'm okay with. Like, that's like, how Kike was too. He's like, this is for real. You can yeah. die. If, if you don't do this right, you can die. Yeah, you can die. So, so it wasn't always warm and kind. So, so anyway, we're on the boat. We talk through everything, all his expectations of what he wants Amy and I to do. And then he, ha- he shows me that he has this new suit that he's going to wear and put on because we're going in some colder water. And, and, and now we're ready. And I have to admit, I'm excited. I'm not anxious to the point where I'm scared or I think I'm going to die. But I've never been down in 60 feet of water. And it's big, there's a big difference between stepping off the boat and just walking off the shore. There's yeah. a big difference. This is different. So we get out there. We watch all these other divers go off the boat. And I think we probably had 18 divers on. Most of them were instructors with students. So they went off the boat. We were the last to go. And Amy went in the water. Dave went in the water. I went in the water. So... Uh, we went down about 20 feet, about 20 to 30 feet. And as we got down 20 to 30 feet, we started going through these things that I've shared with you. Uh, and some of the things I'm not going to share because it won't make sense to you. 
But getting neutrally buoyant and staying 30 feet down in the water is not easy to do. It's hard to do because your breathing of your lungs will take you up and down sometimes seven to 10 feet, just your, just the well, breathing of your lungs. so many things when you're new that we're going through my head. It's like, got to clear my nose and my and my ears are, are popping yeah. and like, where's my, <laughs> how much pressure do I have? And where's my dive yeah. buddy? And like, there's just a hundred yeah. things going through your mind. Yeah. So, so anyway, it is, it is, it is time to take the mask off and clear the mask. Amy clears her mask. I take my mask off and I put my mask on and I struggle with it a little bit, but I get my mask cleared. And then he comes back to me and he points to me and, and, and this is what I got wrong. And this is where I effed up big time. This, this was my fault. This is not Dave's fault. This is my fault. What he wants me to do is I'm at 30 feet. The, the bottom, we, we bottom out at 60. So he doesn't want us standing on, on, on the floor of the ocean. He wants us to be neutrally buoyant at 30 feet. And he doesn't want us up at the top right now. The day before, when we were on the beach and we went out to 24 feet, what we would practice, he would take the air out of our BCD. And then we would do that thing where we would uh, orally inflate between the regulator and pull the regulator out and blow in the BCD and take the regulator out and blow in the BCD. And we would have to take ourselves to the top. And that was the drill that we were doing. I thought this is the drill that he wanted me to do. This is not the drill that he wanted me to do. So he takes all the air out of my BCD. Uh, BCD. Now think about this. You got flippers. I had a bigger tank, a 118, than anybody else had. And, and you, will, you will skyrocket to the floor down to the ocean bottom. And you have to be really careful not to blow out your ears. But you'll skyrocket to the bottom with that, without having that air in that inner tube. You're no longer neutrally buoyant. He takes, the, he, he takes the air out, and so I pull the regulator out, and I'm blowing in the BCD. And I'm pulling the regulator out, and I'm blowing in the BCD. While I'm doing this, I hit my mask, and my mask now fills with water. So I can't see, and also I'm panicking a little bit because I feel myself... Uh, I, I can't see the regulator. So I'm feeling for the regulator. I'm feeling for the other hose of the BCD and I'm going back and forth and, and I am blowing air and blowing these. You're probably sinking at the same time. And I'm sinking. At your, the, your ears start to pop. Yeah. So, and you're not allowed to, you're, you, and you're not allowed to use your fins. You, you, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to swim. You, you, so, so anyway, to bail out of this, I end up using my fins and he looks at me and, and he says, no. I do it a second time and it happens again. I'm doing it a third time and I think, you know what? This time I got it and my mask is cleared and I'm going up to the top and he waves at me and I, I'm like, hey, I got this. He comes up to the top and when we were down there, I had asked him a couple times uh, to pull out this little writer that he had because I wasn't understanding what he wanted from me. And he just kept nodding no at me. And I could tell he was getting angry. I could tell he was getting pissed off at me. And I didn't know exactly what he wanted. And I thought, you know what? Finally, I got this. So I'm up at the top. Amy so went all the way from 60 to the top? No, 30 to the top. Okay. Because we were at 30. I get all the way to the top. And I'm like, you know what? I got this. I inflated the BCD. Uh, and here we are. And he gets up top. And he rips me a new one. He, he is upset with me. And he tells me to get down right now. He says, what are you doing? Get down right now. And I thought, and I am exhausted. 
I'm completely exhausted. Isn't that crazy how much energy it takes? Well, I've done this. I've gone from 30 feet to zero now three times. Right. He he refused, and I think he's so mad at me. He refuses to. Re- he he is he is now being a dick to me, and he won't he will he will not take out. This is what you're thinking. His pad and paper underwater, and tell me what's wrong. We get down there, and then he has Amy do it, and I watch Amy do it. And I'm like, shoot. He wants me to orally inflate the BCD and say neutrally buoyant, buoyant, and he wants me to stay at 30 feet. I'm blowing all this air and then blowing myself up to get to the top, and he doesn't want me to get to the top. He wants me to stay right here. While we're doing all this, we are in a current, and the current is pushing us into it, and none of us realizes. The current, the current, he's he's from California. He's been only teaching there for less than a year. I don't know that he's been out to the Molokini Crater a lot. When we first started doing all this, I saw other scuba divers in, all around us. And and so by the time I do it, and he's like, okay, and he claps his hands, and, and we've done it. We, we've done this thing now. He turns, and we start swimming, and he starts swimming fast. I look at my air. I start with 3,000 3, PSI. You're supposed to do something called turn the dive at 1,700 PSI, where you turn back toward the boat. I look down, and I have 700 PSI. I don't know where I am, and all I know is he's swimming very fast. The faster you swim, the more air you go through. And Amy even said later on, he was swimming very fast. So I'm trying to keep up and catch up to him. I'm 210 pounds. He's 150. Amy's probably 140. So I'm blowing through this air. And he finally turns around and he asks me with hand signals, how much air do you have? I was down to 300 PSI. When you get down to 300 PSI, your computer starts blinking at you that you're in danger. There's a red light that comes on and this thing is blinking at me. Think about the anxiety that I feel now. So I'm thinking, and we have a signal for boats overhead. I'm thinking, what would you do if you were down to 300 PSI, we have been taught. And how deep are you? We're at 30 feet. If I was at 30 feet and uh, and we were at 300 PSI, I would start my ascent immediately. Or I would have my dive buddy come over and give me air. Yeah. So that's what I did. I started my ascent immediately. He came over and grabbed me by the flippers. I could tell he was pissed off and mad. I'm asking him again to write me. He won't write me. He will not write me. And I could tell he is... It, it feels like anger at 30 feet. And I'm wondering why he won't let me go up. And then he signals and he shows me boat. And I'm like, does this mean the, we're going back to the boat? Like I, he's, he's and, and, and we trained the day before. We're riding back and forth to each other. And, and I'm not having the opportunity to do this. He looks at me and he grabs his second regulator and he shoves it in my mouth. He pulls mine out and he shoves it in my mouth. And then he grabs my other arm and I grab his and we interlock and we just start swimming. This is when I remember what my son said. And I kid you not, I just looked up. I just said, you know what? I'm going to be in awe. I'm with Dave. I'm 30 feet down in the water. We're on his oxygen. This probably happens all the time. So he's used to this. I am not going to be fearful. I'm not going to be scared. I'm just going to do what he says. And we're interlocked and we're swimming together, probably between 20. And, and the lower you get in the ocean, 
you, you burn times three, three times more there. So the more shallow you get, so we're at maybe somewhere between 20, 21, 22 feet somewhere, and then back down to 30 and up to 20, um, you burn through less air. And, and I'm looking down, and, and now we're rotating between the air that I have left and the air that he has in his tank. I don't know how much air he has because I haven't been taught to ask him yet. We learned on dive four. And then Amy is somewhere back there, and Dave is swimming really fast. He's swimming really fast, so I'm swimming really fast. And in that, uh, that regulator that he's handing me is only two feet. So we're swimming together. We're switching back and forth. I get down to 100 PSI. I'm down, and so I pull my regulator out. I'm back on his air, and then we get to the ship anchor, and I'm like, we're, we, we're here, and we made it. We, we, and I say ship, but it's uh, the dive boat. We've made it. So I go to grab onto it, and he waves me off. Wrong boat. So then I see another boat off in the distance, so we swim for that. And I'm looking down, 100 PSI, we're on his air, and I'm like, here we go. So we'll hang on to this thing, and I see people hanging on to the line is what you're supposed to do, safety stop so you don't get the bends. And we get to the second one, and he waves me off. And I'm like, holy shit we are lost down here. We get to the third one and he grabs my hand and he slaps it onto the line. And, and, and I feel like I am some little kid that just got chewed out in school. And I don't know why he hasn't communicated, why he hasn't written these things to me. He, I, I am on, I'm breathing his air and we do our safety stop and we get to the top and he is livid with me. Just livid, livid. I'm crushed. I am just like crushed. Uh, and I'm like, wow, I guess, I guess I'm not going to become a certified diver today. I guess that's not going to happen. Uh, but just crushed. We get on the boat. I go and I sit down. Amy sits down. And... And Dave comes over, and I can tell he's trying to collect himself. So he doesn't yell, but I can tell he's very angry and, and very upset with me. And we sat there, and we probably talked for an hour, and, and, and we talked through this. And what I learned is when I was going up and down, when I was going, to, I was blowing through a lot of air when I was going up and down because that regulator's wide wide open. He admitted two things. Number one, because he went to a new suit, his little ledger that you could draw on under, he didn't have it. He looked for it and didn't have it. So we had trained the day before and on the dives before to always ask for the ledger so we could talk to each other. So he wasn't mad at me. He just didn't have, there was no way to communicate. The other thing is why he didn't want me at the top and we didn't trade for this either is there were all these scuba, uh, not scuba boats. The scuba boats are all anchored. The snorkel boats are not. And there were snorkel boats that were blowing overhead through the Mokini Creek, and he didn't want me to get hit by one of those boats. I did not know this. We did not train for that either. I just trained when you run out of air, get on your buddy and you, you hit the elevator and you go to the top. So we sat there and we talked through it. He calmed down. I didn't yell or scream or whatever. I was, I was just crushed by this. And, 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 and then uh, he said, you know what? I, I'm gonna and and I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna fail this. I'm not gonna I'm I'm gonna have to go home on the podcast and tell my son and Ron that I am not a certified diver. 
So, finish his story. We just started planning our fourth dive. He said, you know what? Let's take everything that we learned. Um, and he said, I should have had that little Etzel. Uh, I should have been, I, I should have had that. And he said, I'll be honest with you. He goes, I lost my bearings. He said, when, when you were doing that thing where you were going up and down and we got pushed out in this current, he said, I did not know where we were. So I didn't know, he didn't know if, if we all had enough air to get back to the boat. At the end of the day, if we had to surface on one of those other boats that were anchored, we could have surfaced at one of those other boats. Of course. Just surface, jump on one of those boats, and then get a ride over. But I didn't know any of this. I know now because I'm not a scuba diver. I'm not even certified. <laughs> so anyway, the cool thing was, is we talked through it. He calmed down. He took responsibility for those two things. He's probably scared for you as for, well. Yes, for losing his ba- And then he looked at me, and he goes, you know what? He, go, he, he, he goes... Um, he goes, I'm not mad at you. He goes, I know you think I'm mad. He goes, I'm mad at me for, for, for not training you better. And he said, I expect more out of me and I expect more out of you. The fourth dive. And I don't know if you guys did this on the fourth dive, you get with your dive buddy and you plan the dive. So you take everything that you've learned and you just go diving. You just go, you go first, you go, you go diving, you go on a dive and you plan the dive. And then Dave comes along as a dive buddy. So we went down in the water. Uh, we went down for 44 minutes. Uh, and Amy and I led this dive. We took everything that we had learned. We went on this beautiful dive where we saw all kinds of sea creatures, sea life, and we saw black tipped sharks, everything else. And then we came back to the boat, uh, and we all surfaced together and he just looked at me and he goes, you know what? He goes, that was a beautiful dive. He goes, I'd like to go diving with you and Amy anytime, anytime. And in that moment I knew, uh, that I was going to be a certified diver. So anyway, I want to thank Dave. I want to thank everybody at Maui Dreams. And he was really an incredible uh, instructor, an incredible friend. And I asked him when we got back up on the boat, I said, how often do you go through that as an instructor? Or how often have you gone through that in your 15-year diving career? How often have you had to share air? He said, never. Yeah. Good, good job out of you. That's a, that was an experience. That was an experience. He said that's the first time he's ever done that. So anyway, I just want to thank my son because my son was in my head. Remember that you trained for this. Just look up, be in awe of everything that God created. And that's what I did, you guys, in, the, in, in that moment where it counted. And then a lot of things that I learned from uh, our, our therapist as well. So don't be afraid because I shared that story. That's not going to happen to you what happened to me. I was just not a very good listener. And I think a lot of times when accidents happen on a mountain, an ocean floor, whatever it is, it's never one thing, you guys. It's a number of things adding up. So it's the fact that... You and your big lungs. (laughs) My lungs, losing that Etzel, me not understanding what he was saying, blowing through a lot of my oxygen, and and then losing our bearings. There was a lot that was happening simultaneously. But I have to say, I was always safe and always in great hands with our friends at Maui Dreams. Hey, you guys, thanks for sharing this episode with us, episode 407 of the Ron and Don Show. I know it's a long one. Uh, if you need to get in touch with us, Ron, how can they reach out? Go to ronandonsitdown.com. Just hit the tab that says schedule a sit-down, and we will set it up. Yeah. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time for episode 408. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 Only!
only on the Ron Don Radio Network.